0: on this episode of Optimal Health Uncovered. And this isn't something that I sound like one or two times. It's something that when I consistently meditate, I'm consistently seeing these results. So like I said before, it's not a one-time thing and then, oh, it didn't work or it worked. Really, it's about building habits and and making change
1: over time. Welcome everyone to another episode of Optimal Health Uncovered. Today we're here with Ashley Moriarty, a physical therapist at Performance in our new Canaan location. Um, she actually recently just passed the, her orthopedic clinical special list board certification exam. So huge congratulations to her studying for months. She really deserved it. Um, do you want to take a minute and introduce yourself? I know you've been here before, but for people who may not yeah, know you Yeah, are. I've been on the podcast
0: before, which was a great experience. Thanks for having me back. Um, I'm Ashley. I work in our New Canaan Clinic. I've been here for about two years or so. Uh, and yes, I did pass my exam. It was a long, long wait to find out the results. So happy that it was a positive uh, end game there, and, and we can move on from that studying.
1: <laughs> and now you have a fancy title. Exactly, more letters after my name. <laughs> exactly. All right. So today we're going to be talking about how to find and choose a meditation app. So obviously, one of the pillars that we focus on at Performance Optimal Health is stress management and meditation apps, calming apps, all of that that fits right in. So quickly, what exactly is meditation? I think we need to start off with that. I think people may not always realize what it is. They might just think you sit in silence for five minutes and that's meditation. Or other people may think you have to have a mantra or chant something, do words of affirmation, stuff like that. So sure. can you just go into that?
0: Um, I think meditation is kind of like an umbrella term, but really what I think it comes down to is mindfulness. Mm-hmm. Right. So To me, meditating is not sitting there like absently thinking about whatever happens to come across your mind or across your desk or whatever. I think it's a little bit more intentional than that. Now, whether that's a mantra or words of affirmation or breathing or any other thing you want to add in there, as long as there's intention behind it and the goal is that it brings you to a space that's a little bit calmer, a little bit quieter, acts as a de-stressor. I think those are the things that really make up what meditation is. But I really think it's one of those things that for each individual, meditation is going to mean something slightly
1: different. So obviously stress is a really big part of life. It can lead to exacerbating certain conditions or make you just feel a little bit out of place in the world. Um, So I think being able to meditate and take some time and just be in your own head for a little bit in a way that's calming and moves you forward, I think that's really important. Absolutely. Uh, But also sometimes... You don't really know where to start. Like I personally, I still haven't, I've tried meditating before, but it doesn't always work out. I get bored. I want to do something else. I'm just like, what the hell is this helping me? Exactly. So do you have any tips for how to get into actually being able to meditate?
0: So I would say that if you think about meditation as anything else in life, you can't jump right into it, right? Sure. There's certain circumstances where you want to throw yourself in whatever, but think of it like this. You're not going to go run a half marathon without having run a mile first, right? So to me, when people are like, well, I tried this 30 minute meditation and it just like didn't work for me. I'm like, well, yeah, 30 minutes is a long time. So I would suggest start with five. I mean, there are so many apps, there's YouTube, there's Instagram, there's so many places where you can find ways to meditate, strategies to meditate that start with three minutes all the way up to 30, 45 an hour, depending on where you're at in your kind of meditation practice. So when I first started meditating and I'm not an expert by any means, it was like three minutes is really all I could do. And after like 30 seconds, right, it's like counting sheep. I'm like thinking about something else and like, wait a minute. How do we get back to actually focusing on what I'm supposed to do, which is like clearing my mind or focusing on this person's voice or whatever it is. So I think a big thing is start with smaller amounts of time and build up from there as you get used to it, as you find what kind of meditation works for you. Do you want to listen to someone's voice? Do you want to listen to music? Do you want to listen to just sounds of nature, right? There's White all space. of Air conditioner, right? People love the air conditioner sounds. (laughs) What do you want to listen to? What works for you? What helps you get into the headspace that you want to get into? Or is this person's voice just annoying you? And so then you're not going to be meditating in the right way because then you're just thinking about how like you don't want to listen to this person talk anymore. I think a big thing is like find what you're looking for and what works for you. And then don't be afraid to say, okay, that didn't work. I didn't like that. Yeah, it's not a one-size-fits-all. Try something else. Don't say, oh, meditation's not for me because that five-minute girl talking in
1: my ear didn't work. So you actually mentioned uh, Headspace, which is also the name of one of the meditation apps that I've come across in my research. Can you speak a little bit on that? Yeah, so I started using Headspace
0: actually way early in the pandemic because they were really awesome and were giving free memberships to healthcare providers. If you could like verify your account and yada, yada. So that was kind of my first dip into the meditation world, mostly because it was a resource that was available to me that I previously hadn't thought about. And especially as, you know, like you mentioned, stress relief, stress management is such a big part of what we do here at Performance. Yeah. I wanted to make sure that I was at least well-versed in part of that. Like, again, I'm not the expert here, but can speak to it a little bit. So I like Headspace because, like I said before, very short segments I'm not somebody who can meditate for 30 minutes. My mind will be in a million different places. (laughs) Now I'll be thinking about everything else I could be doing with that time. So I like the five minutes, the 10 minutes. I also like it because you can put on a playlist that was curated by like a famous person. Oh, very cool. So they'll have music, their music, other people's music. And it's just a certain vibe, right? Calming or energetic or mindful or, or, you know, you set an intention. You can search by that intention the app itself is also color coordinated which makes it aesthetically very pleasing and also like fits into that calming relaxing vibe
1: yeah, that makes sense because you don't want to, you, you mentioned um, if you're meditating for way too long, you start getting stressed about the things that you could otherwise be doing, which sounds very counterintuitive. You should be meditating to release stress and not be stressed about what you could be doing. Absolutely. So I think making sure your whole experience is nice and pleasant. You're not maybe, or at least you're, you're trying to be in a, a calm area, a calm environment. You're not in the middle of a New York City street where there are cars bustling, unless maybe that's your thing. But yeah, even like a aesthetically pleasing app that makes all the difference. You want to enjoy what you're doing and not think about, uh, I don't really like the UI.
0: Right. Exactly. So I think another thing too is... Choosing a meditation based on, like I mentioned, your intention, right? So actually the Peloton app recently introduced a meditation to it. So
1: they're doing everything. Nowadays. They do
0: everything. It's crazy. Um, but similar to Headspace, you can search by happiness or confidence or calming or sleep or breathing specific, right? And so each meditation then is focused on what emotion you're trying to get out of it, or are you trying to really tune into your breathing, or are you trying to go to sleep and kind of wind down at the end of the night? So you can search by what you want to get out of that meditation. So it makes it a little bit more specific. And I think it also makes it more interesting because then it's not the same meditative playlist you're listening to day in and day out every single time. You can find what works for you in terms of that. I did one last night that was just a five minute meditation to go to sleep on Peloton and it totally backfired because at the Mm -hmm. end of it, she said, and now you're falling asleep. And I like sat up and I was like, yes, I am. It worked. (laughs) But now I'm like wide awake because I was so excited that I actually completed like a really good meditation. So I need to work on that personally. But again, like you, I chose it because I wanted to go to sleep. I wanted to wind down. And I said like, what's going to get me there? I can only do five minutes at that time of night. I just don't have the capacity to sit there and do more. So I think knowing your limits, and like I said earlier, being okay with saying, well, that didn't work, I'll try something else next time.
1: The fact that you can use it to help yourself go to sleep is very important. We all have this tendency nowadays to just be on our phone right up until we close our eyes, which is not exactly what's best for us. So yeah, maybe I'll I'll try that out too, because I am unfortunately someone with that bad habit. (laughs)
0: Yes, definitely need a meditation app that you don't have to look at. And the nice thing, uh, speaking specifically about Peloton, Mm -hmm. is the sleep ones don't have any visual. So it's audio only so that you're not looking at your phone and you're not watching what the instructor is doing.
1: Yeah, I mean... I know I'm glued to my laptop because that's literally my job. I have to sit and edit and find articles and content. So I'm already looking at a screen for a whole day. I have to look at a screen in order to meditate. I think I'd go crazy. Exactly. So I also found something interesting that what you you mentioned this earlier, how meditation can actually you mentioned one of the intentions, confidence. I never thought about meditation leading to more confidence. I guess it makes sense. You're trying to better an aspect of yourself or an aspect of your life so why not go after confidence and that's not confidence
0: in that you're going to get up and like lift 100 pounds and go do like a crazy workout right but it's
1: confidence in that you
0: know the idea behind it and your reason for doing it is that you want to really tap into like one aspect of your personality or you know like we talked about earlier affirmations right things like that that make you just feel better as a person and as one little aspect of like who you are as a whole person
1: well, I think that's a pretty good overview of meditation apps. I mean, technology nowadays, as much as I harp on how much time I look at a screen, it is still very helpful. I mean, if access to some, to videos and uh, meditation apps and sounds and everything that you can want, um, but there, it, it can also help us measure our stress in different ways. So not only can it calm us, it can also, like through an Oura Ring or an Apple Watch, maybe it can measure your heart rate. Can you go into how, uh, how else technology can help us examine our stress levels? Sure.
0: Um, and I can probably tie it right into meditation and, and using sleep as an example. So I wear an Aura ring. I wear an Apple Watch. So I wear the Aura ring to bed. I don't wear the Apple Watch to bed. So Aura is really what I use to track sleep and recovery levels. And so last night thinking about, okay, how is meditation going to then affect my sleep, right? Because why else am I meditating? Yes, to get in the right headspace, to calm myself down. But ultimately, I want to make sure that my stress levels are managed well and my sleep is as efficient as it could be. Right. So you do the meditation before sleep and, you know, after a week, two weeks, couple weeks, right? You're you're essentially tracking data. So does it change how quickly you fall asleep, right? Does it change how quickly you get into levels of deep sleep? Does it change how much tossing and turning you do throughout the night? Does it help lower your resting heart rate or lower your respiratory rate, right? Those are things you're going to ask yourself if you're interested in that, but you're never going to know the answer unless you're actually looking at data to track it. So for me, the Oura Ring has been amazing in that- I can actually see, okay, well, on the nights that I meditate and I I do an intentional, well done meditation, Mm -hmm. my sleep is better. I fall asleep a little bit quicker not too quick, but you know, in a good range of time. My heart rate's a little bit lower. My respiratory rate is a little bit lower. And this isn't something that I sound like one or two times. It's something that when I consistently meditate, I'm consistently seeing these results. So like I said before, it's not a one-time thing and then, oh, it didn't work or it worked. Really, it's about building habits and, and making change over time.
1: That makes sense. And I think it's incredibly important to make sure that you do get enough sleep. I mean, that sets the tone for the whole day. As soon as you wake up, you can either be anxious and constantly awaiting your next nap, or you can go and go about your day with confidence and you're ready to tackle whatever goes your way. So I think, yeah, that's very, very important. And everything is tied together. I mean, your stress, your sleep, your meditation, uh, your other habits, your exercise, releasing endorphins, et cetera, all of that combines into making sure that you have a nice, healthy life and that you're happy with what you're doing.
0: Absolutely. And I think the stress piece of it is something that people overlook frequently in terms of managing stress and, you know, getting into a meditative state or whatever, you know, mindfulness, whatever you want to call it. Everyone is very focused, especially nowadays, which is great on being somebody whose health is optimal, right? right? Who is really kind of maximizing capacity as a person to work, to live, to you know have families, that kind of thing. But everyone's very focused on how much am I exercising and what kind of exercise am I doing and what am I eating and how much am I eating, right? Diet and exercise are huge. And I think definitely being pushed more to the forefront with COVID and with pandemic and all that. And I think now people are looking at recovery more, but I don't think that meditation is necessarily getting the attention it deserves or it should get in people's everyday lives because people like me prior to using Headspace, we're like, well, it's not for me, I can't focus, right? Right? But now tying it back into who are you as a whole person in terms of, yes, your exercise, yes, your sleep habits, yes, your nutrition, but how does stress play a role in that? And I think some of the data that we're getting and the data we're able to track along with use of some of these apps and like you mentioned technology, we can really use it to our advantage and kind of push that recovery and stress management is just as important, as some of the other aspects of health that people generally think of.
1: Yeah. And as you were talking, I was just thinking of like two other examples when meditation would be helpful, not just when you're falling asleep, but say, for example, you're focusing on your diet, but sometimes when you're stressed, you overeat or you eat too many sugary foods. Maybe instead of eating that cookie, you can meditate for three minutes. And maybe that can be a good way for you to figure out, no, let me take a step back, calm myself down and not eat that extra cookie and then you know feel a little bit better or say you're about to go perform you have a race coming up or a regatta or anything else like that maybe you need to calm yourself down and meditate for a few minutes before you go on the field on the court wherever you are and maybe that can actually give you a good head start in what you're doing and In your competition.
0: Yeah, and that's something actually I'd be interested in talking to Riley, our uh, performance psychologist, about, right? Like, how does he use meditation? And again, not the expert here, but how does he use meditation in a way that might be different from how I use it to help his athletes and his clients get to that level of performance and use that tool to help them? You know, that's, I would imagine something that's not going to be, oh, this is before you go to bed, right? But this is before a race, before competition, before practice, that kind of thing. So I'd be interested also to see what he thinks about that.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did an episode with us, actually. So if anybody is more interested in that, Riley Fitzgerald, he's a mental performance coach at Performance. So he, you know, exactly what Ashley said. He coaches people with habits and strategies and it is a lot of stress management related things. So yeah, we have an episode on that to check out. But yeah, that's, that is a really interesting point to make. I I never really thought Riley could be factored into this, but he fits absolutely perfectly. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Okay. Well, I think that's everything. We're going to wrap this up. If anybody has any questions, feel free to email us at podcast at performanceoptimalhealth.com. If you like this episode and if you like our podcast, feel free to leave us a review anywhere you watch podcasts and that's going to be it. Thank you, Ashley, for coming on. Thanks again for having me.